Sometimes you might feel trapped between the right and the left No one listens when you say taxation is theft I never got to film the raccoon but there's a place where people know Harsh government brings tears Fuck the podcast so grab some Because have you ever seen a squirrel just kind of do its thing? I don't know what that means, man. I'm bad at oh, okay. Uh, I mean, if, I can... If you have something you want to get into, like, we can dive into it, but I, I guess I really don't know... Well, maybe we can, uh, maybe we can do, like, maybe we can intro this series, um, of, like, I can just kick it off with, like, um talking about like hey i'm gonna be doing this if you want to follow along you know with us it'll be roughly on this schedule and we'll do we'll do some more episodes so like we'll just intro that series right um and then when we get to uh you know the the part where you can kind of swap in a 3d printed receiver maybe we can get into some more details on the community and how exactly get involved and and um what what you know is the basic things that you need. Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. So like I, it's been, it's been floated to me a couple times that I should start a podcast. Like this is where I always struggle. So like, I don't know what we want to talk about. And I'm horrible yeah, about yeah. Like, planning this stuff. But if like, if you tell me like, Hey, we're, let's talk about this, this and this in this order. I'm like, all right, cool. Sure. Yeah. Right. I mean, I had, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know if you had stuff that like, cause I want to like, my goal is to, hype this community and get more people in. Um, So I, you know, I kind of wanted to defer to you if you had specific things that you want to cover, but if not, I just want to give y'all airtime, like, because I think that this is so awesome, you know, and important. And uh, even if it's just us shooting the shit about it, uh, I think that's going to be sweet. Right. I feel like we did a pretty good, uh, like intro in the last one on, on where to begin. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've gotten a lot of good feedback around. Hey, I saw you on on uh, on the Fagcast. Okay, good. With, uh, good stuff. So, yeah, I think uh, you know it, it got a lot of people involved taking those first couple steps. So it's really, uh, I think a lot of us are kind of a lot of your audience is kind of waiting for you to get the printer you were talking about. Yeah, I know. I know. Start printing. I know. So yeah, I know. I and unfortunately, uh, I think it's just gonna because. I just want to get the basics down, and yeah, I think I that that you know doing the AR build uh, is uh, you know a great way to start. Um, and then you know in a, in a month or so, then I'll yeah. take you know I'll I'll take a look at taking taking the next step. Um, you're 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 on the same path I was on. Um, okay. I did my first eighty percent build. That well, my my first AR AR fifteen build was like in the army. You know, when I reassemble that crap. But my first, like, 80% was, like, in January, like, 2018. Uh, Wait, and and when you say 80% build, can you go into what you mean by that? Yeah, so I I took uh, an 80% uh, AR-15 lower is, it's got all the exterior geometry of the AR-15. What's missing is the pocket for the fire control group. 
and the pins for the trigger and hammer, uh, and like the the hole where the the safety selector goes, and uh, and all the the sort of interior features, and you have to finish that machining process yourself. And what does that what does that entail? Like, what does that take? Is that something that you that people uh, may have the capability of doing in your local community? Do you have Do you have the capability of doing it yourself? Is that yeah. something? Okay. Yeah, so you it's it's falls under the same rules as printing a gun or building any of your own guns, right? You build it for yourself. You have to be able to finish it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, my first one was done on a drill press with like an XY sort of clamp that that was bolted to the table uh, for the on the drill press, right? Um, so you could like do the horizontal milling stuff. Um, there, there are jigs now that let you do it with a router. So a hundred dollar router from Home Depot. We'll oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's really good stuff. Wait, um, so, so you can get a hundred dollar router at Home Depot and that's, and that will, uh, allow you to basically mill this, uh, mill out the, re- the remainder of the, the, yeah. the process. Uh, okay. It, yeah. And the, so the, the downside here is that the jig itself to, to do these things is not exactly cheap. So there's I, five D Tactical makes one. It's like two hundred and fifty bucks. Oh, but that's still uh, like because right. they're because it's it's a jig, so you 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 reuse it, right? Right. So, so if, if you do, you can do ten or fifteen of them, and whatever, you know. But like a drill press, you can do is the the drill press method is about uh, I want to say about a hundred bucks. You can order uh you know the 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 table and the drill press off of Amazon for. You know, a hundred bucks altogether shipped to your door, um, and then the milling jig for that it's a little bit cheaper. It's about another hundred uh, to get that jig. So th- there, there are options, and uh, th- there are sort of tools to to guide them along. I know I've done a couple three D printable jigs um, ah. to to facilitate this. They're not nearly as robust as your you know the the eighty percent arms one or the five D tactical one. But they're also not a hundred dollars or two hundred fifty bucks. It's like two dollars in materials. Okay. Um, so it, it it makes the price a little bit easier. Makes it a little easier to get into. And uh, you know, if if you want to build guns, like this is this is another another avenue that you can go down. Right. Right. So uh, this seems like a, a area where building out a community locally is really like could really come into play because if one or two people have the, this available equipment or the, these jigs, um, you know, I'm thinking specifically of, I, you know, I've, I've been going around talking about ham radio a lot. Well, I mean, for a long time, but specifically right. recently, but these amateur radio clubs, like a lot of the times the, you know, with your membership dues, and I don't, I'm not suggesting the structure necessarily, but with your membership dues to the amateur radio club, it allows them to buy a repeater and buy, uh, you know, certain equipment that you can then use for, you know, emergency training and so on and so forth. So like this sort of stuff seems like, Perhaps if there's somebody in your area, you know, or if you if you have some sort of like 3D printing or milling meetup or Second Amendment meetup or, you know, whatever it may be, maybe this already exists, maybe I'm just, but, uh, you know, allowing you to purchase the the higher end um, equipment. So, so let, let me let me interject on this because uh, yeah. there is th- this was a thing for a while and then it stopped because the ATF did their usual fuckery. Oh, God. Um, they said. In a, in a, in one of their opinion letters, and I'm air quoting the fuck out of that. Sure, it's, it's an opinion and it's not law, but they'll still arrest you and shoot your dog. So yeah, you know. 
Um, they said that the, the the term was build parties that this 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 constituted a build party, and the entity hosting the build party was in the business of manufacturing firearms for distribution. Oh, okay, okay. So th- there are ways to get around this, and like, but I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not going to advocate that you do any of them. Um, should, should I? Should I? Should I go? Should I? Uh, Elaborate on that, or should I leave it there? <laughs> we might just leave it there. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but that yeah, I mean, I guess it, it it's probably maybe uh, kept on the super low down, you know, with you and one or two friends or something like that, more private maybe, than maybe that, don't set up a Facebook event, right? Don't necessarily advertise it. Keep it a uh, keep it a uh, a little bit offline. <laughs> right. Um. But uh, yeah, that's I mean, that seems like a, a really interesting avenue too. It's funny because. You know, when I was talking with you, I've been I've been oh, trying to be a lot more active. Well, not trying to be. I've been uh, drawn uh, by interest to be more active in what I can't remember what uh, Discord we're all e militia. Yeah, yeah, the e militia Discord where we we've been chatting a, about a lot of this stuff, um, as well as the key base uh, from time to time. But I'm primarily more on Discord. Um, but every time I kind of come up with like a path in my mind of how I want to do things, then I just like, I absorb more information. I come up with a new one. But I think like last uh, time you were on, we were talking about, um, if you have no firearm and, you know, take going from zero to hero, essentially, like right. from no firearms, building out a, an adequate home defense or sporting or whatever arsenal, uh, and then, and then uh, adding the 3D printing element. And I think that that's something that I, that's kind of the path that I want to take, and I want to do a couple episodes with you, and then um, uh, CBRN. I don't know what he goes by. I think he's been on a couple episodes, uh, other podcasts, yep. um, which I need to go listen to. But um, and I, so I want to kind of want to do a series where I'm going through and building my first AR, uh, and then 3D printing a receiver and swapping it out. I mean, that's kind of my general general idea. Uh, I you know over the course of the next month or two, but hopefully. You know, you can come on and 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 talk yeah. about you know talk about the process a little bit as I'm kind of <laughs> yeah. going through uh, my pitfalls and and successes and yeah, uh, I'd, I'd love to and uh, you know it's it's I'm always, I, I like sharing information as effectively as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I will give you give you two bits about building your AR, build, uh, the, assembling your first AR, building your first ARs, right? Yep. Drop in triggers. And anti-walk pins okay. are the best things in the goddamn universe. Um, drop and trigger because it's it's just a drop and trigger. So I, I, by all means, build your first AR with the mill spec trigger just so you understand the absolute irritation that is that trigger assembly. Okay. And then, like, if you get get into eighty percent, if you get into three D printing, just just buy. So the drop-in trigger you can get them for about a hundred bucks, and it just alleviates that whole process. It's just one unit; you drop it in the lower, and you're done. Okay. Okay. Um, and then the anti-walk pins again. When you start milling or printing, I mean, depending on your printer, those the those holes for the the triggers and hammer assembly, that's all press fit in the in the receiver. So if they're not exactly to spec, they can walk a little bit. And you know, anti-walk pins just lock them in place. So, my my two two tidbits: um, drop-in triggers, a hundred bucks, um, totally worth it. Anti-walk pins are like ten bucks. Very is the, much it, worth the upgrade. 
Is the is the drop in trigger something that you can? Is that something that will often come bundled in a lower in a in a lower receiver parts kit? Not often, no. Okay. Uh, so who who's like an example of a manufacturer that makes those? Um, CMC makes pretty good ones. I, I really like their three and a half pound flat face trigger. Oh, that's okay. another thing is like you get very specific trigger weights because it's just a drop in unit. So the the weight of the trigger pull is always going to be really consistent. Okay. Almost okay. Like your mil spec one where it can be three pounds or it can be 12 pounds. It just really depends on how you assembled and how, how well, how good of a job your manufacturer did on, on placing all the pins and, uh, or all the holes and all the, the, the internal features that, that matter there. So. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been trying to like, uh, piece together a bunch of, of this advice, like both, you know, from the discord and, and, uh, and from listening to y'all's y'all's appearances on podcasts and, and stuff like that. So I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to balance uh, the classic like uh, analysis paralysis, you know, where you just, right. you look at like so many options and you just never do anything. And, but also not setting myself up for, you know, right. a really, really overly frustrating time. Like I know that I'm going to need to go through frustration, but, uh, but here's uh, uh, I, I get, cause I get this a lot in the 3d printing game with people want to come in. They're like, well, I heard of, you keep telling me about PLA plus, but, Talk to me about Zytel. I'm like, you. if you don't know anything about PLA, you're never going to be able to print Zytel. Well, go, go into, go into back up just a little bit on, the, on sure. both of these things. So both of these are, are materials that you can use to feed right. your 3D printer, and it's the actual going to be the, the material that, that the item that your 3D printing is made out of, right? Right. So Zytel is a, is a uh, fiberglass-filled nylon filament. Okay. And in the, the end result, you will have... In just about every way that matters, you will have a stronger print if you print with Zytel mm-hmm. than as opposed to like PLA plus. The, the 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 converse of that is you will have a far harder time printing with Zytel than you will PLA plus. Okay. Which so we we tell people start with PLA, figure out what you're doing, because the also PLA is like twenty bucks a spool, whereas the Zytel is like ninety to a hundred. Okay. So. And what? It, and give people an idea of what a spool gets. Uh, it's it's two and a half or two point two pounds of okay. plastic. And what does that get? What is that going to print you? Uh, I'm struggling to math. Um, <laughs> I want to say five or six Glocks, basically. Okay. Uh, so yeah, five or six Glocks in a spool. I think that's a pretty conservative number. But yeah, so um. Anyway, where, where was that? Yeah, so so that that's the the PLA is what it it is what you're mostly going to start with, right? Right. So start start with something easy, get those initial successes, figure out what you're doing, you know, keep the cost as low as possible so that you you know if you enjoy this thing, like it, you you can you know continue. But if you don't enjoy it, then uh, you know you're not out a small fortune and a car and like a right. house payment. Yeah. You know, so yeah, you've cut, cut your loss or, you know, yeah. Manage your risk. Right. Um, so, and, and then is there a difference between PLA and PLA plus, or is that just a, a, a shortening of the name of it? Now PLA plus is a little stronger than regular PLA. Uh, most of our designs are going to be, fo- are focused around PLA plus just because we need that little boost of strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, comparatively, um, some of them can be done in PLA. I know a lot of the high points that people did uh, that that are in that trailer that are, that's floating around um, are printed in PLA. Um, but again, like in the README, 
for that. We were, we're recommending the base material as PLA plus just because, you know, consistency and, and, uh, and the, the added strength there could make up for some imperfections. Okay. Okay. And then the, the, what was the other material that you named? Uh, Zytel. Zytel. So that's kind of like the next step up. That's more advanced. That's when you get your feet under you and you I mean, want to that, print. That's, that's like four or five steps up. Like there's a okay. bunch of materials in between. Oh, okay. Okay. But pe- people hear the two because they're like, oh, this Zytel stuff is really great. I'm like, okay, slow down right. there. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Well, it's because, you know, that additional, um, uh, value. It's, it's like anything, um, especially in, in these open source and 3D printing and whatever communities is like, People don't, um, people need to readjust and understand that, that part of the value of the end product has to be provided by the, by the consumer and producer. Right. Like you have to have that knowledge capital, um, in order to input that into whatever you're doing, you know, otherwise all, all, all is lost. So, um, you know, that's the, you know, I guess. I would offer that as, even though I'm not familiar with this particular process or these particular products, you know, it, it, that mirrors a lot of what happens in, in these communities is like, you just have to work your way up. You can't be, you can't a lot. It, it, you end up hurting yourself by jumping too far ahead. Um, trust me, I've done it in a million different, (laughs) different ways, whether it be biting off way too much, you know, way more than I can chew and, and trying to configure something in Linux or, or, (laughs) you know, uh, you know, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's this, it's the same shit. So yeah. you, you just gotta work your way up and, and, and live with the fact that you're gonna be a noob for a little while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so these is, now let me ask you this. Um, the AR-15 lower receivers that, that you see floating around where people are firing them, um, are they, give me a rundown of what they can be, can be built with, should be built with, um, you know, that, that sort of thing. Um, so as far as printed, uh, there's the, the, the spec is, the recommended spec is ABS. Um, but the materials have changed a lot since that spec was written. So PLA plus is probably pretty accurate or pretty adequate. Um, ABS is good if you can print it well. Um, it's, it's a really finicky material to work with. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't like to cooperate. And, and this is just as an aside, generally speaking, the more durable or the better you'll see a, a material being like strength wise, the harder it's going to be with to print with that. So it's just there, there there's a, right. a nice correlation there. Um, the, the, how strong and durable it is versus how difficult it is to mold that into a shape. So is there, is there any, like I, I understand that the 3D printing community, is, you know, is a very, very small portion of the demand for better uh, plastics or, or or polymers or what have you. But is there any push to? Are you seeing any push to? For um, whoever is creating these materials, the suppliers to create more 3D printing friendly material that is stronger and easier to work with. Oh, absolutely. Um, okay. Th- there is so as 3D print cuz 3D printing is still a very new technology at the consumer and uh it, at the end user kind of level, which is really where where it's showing its most growth. Mm-hmm. Uh right now. So 
uh, th- this was explained to me on on a on a on a show the other day. But uh, if you like, there there are guys in construction who need to buy a part from a supplier, but the supplier doesn't stock them all that all that many of them. And let's say they need like 500 of them, right? But the supplier doesn't get them, so they've got to send an order into a, a a manufacturing company in China who's going to produce them, put them on a boat, and send them over. So you're waiting like three months for 500 of these things, whereas you could have just printed it. And you would have, you know, assuming that the materials are the same and, you know, the, the printing is compatible with the end, the, the end application of the product. Um, you could have just printed it and had 500 in a week. So there are applications like that where 3D printing is starting to see, you know, this sort of growth. You know, there are, I, I caught a, a show about a company. Um, I forget exactly what they were doing, but they needed a specific part. It's a similar situation. In the, they needed a specific part in their warehouse for, I want to say it was a beer company, like some, hmm. something to do with the, 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 the bottling process for their bottles. They needed a specifically shaped part, and they couldn't get it. They had to go have it machined every time it wore out. And uh, instead, they just started printing them in-house. So whenever it would, whenever that part broke, they would just print off another one. They'd have two or three just on the shelf, and they'd just be able to to manufacture that way. So that sort of application for printing is still very new, and it's still growing. And as that application grows, we're going to start seeing more and more develop, more and more um, expedient development in the material space. As you know, the, these companies are figuring out different ways to use these this. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I've got rambled on a little long. No, no, this is a, um, this is exactly what I'm looking. For. I mean, uh, I, I guess my next question is how much room, uh, how much headroom is there? How much room for growth is there in the in the um, in the like? Obviously, what we have is adequate. People are are creating um, receivers and frames that that work. Um, but there's always room for improvement. Is that what is what does that look like? What is there? Is there like? Um, are we sitting here waiting, being like, ah, man, we just need this one thing, you know, that combines these two things, and then we're going to have just the perfect material? Or, or is it, give me a sense of that. Um, no, I mean, it, it's, it's really, we're, we're going for materials based on what we need right now. We're not really thinking too much about if we only had this material or th- these properties, we could do this thing. Like, we're not really, focused on that it's more like well i need to do this what materials are available yeah oh that one looks good let's use that let's try that out and if it doesn't work well let's let's reevaluate then but uh we're we're not really like that that sort of development process for us really hasn't gotten on the other end cuz just cuz we're not in a position to manufacture our own materials yeah right sure you got to use what you have Right. Um, have you used all of, like all of these materials that have been mentioned? Um, I believe so. I think. And, well, I, I've used Zytel. I, I there are a couple other nylons that I still haven't quite gotten okay, to or, sure. or, or messed with, but they're in the same family or similar is, um, families. The Zytel is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Have you created a, uh, actually created a receiver or a frame with it? Yeah, uh, I I I used it for the for my Plastikov um, print. Sweet, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. I, I'm that, still waiting to finish it, but I've got the 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 Zytel parts, and I'm just kind of 
yeah, need to get into the shop. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Um, yeah, that's 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 awesome. So, and here's a, here's another question that I have. What is the what is like the weight difference between a a, a plastic like a three D printed receiver and uh and and one of the traditional you know I guess steel or aluminum ones? Um, generally, I think they're a little heavier. The plastics one, the plastic ones are. Yeah, just because you have to use more material. Yeah. To to equate that same sort of tensile strength. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, a, a bit heavier, not by uh, not by a lot. Um, I haven't actually weighed one though, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's that's interesting. I mean, I guess I'll, that's I'll a do little... that tonight and post it up on Twitter. And let you yeah, know. yeah, please do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think um, I think that uh, this this process of uh, ground up build and then swapping in. Uh, Swapping in a plastic lower receiver um, should be well, hopefully, hopefully super informative, um, and then hopefully it also results in me uh, finally having an AR. So, um, uh, I, you know, I hope to I hope to be documenting that, uh, you know, as we move forward. But uh, so I can't believe you don't have an AR yet. I know, dude. I I mean, I grew up, you know, occasionally shooting shotguns, and that's just what I have. So like, I, you know, it just fair. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's I. Uh, I figured it was. I, I know that. I know that there's going to be a bunch of people jumping down my throat, but I figured that it's at least adequate for home defense, and it's just leaning up against my, cor- you know, in the, in the corner of my room. Right. Uh, well, Biden will be proud of you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Right. I should see. The thing is, I know I should get a. I, I should get a handgun. Like I, I definitely should. Um, right. But at this point, it's the 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 intellectual pursuit of of actually building um, a rifle to me is so much greater um, or that, you know, the draw to that, that, uh, you know, that's just the direction I'm going to go. And unfortunately, uh, as we know, resources are scarce and sometimes there's not enough to go around to have all the toys that you want. Right. Um, well, I guess I got to ask, I mean, are AR pistols legal in your general region? I would, ass- I mean, I'm in Texas, so. Oh yeah. So you're fucking good. Yeah. Um, it, is that something that you would suggest? I've seen that. Like I've seen, um, I, I mean, functionally speaking, the, the build process is the same as an AR 15 rifle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just have a more compact version of it. Okay. Sort of. Expand on, expand on <coughs> like, what is the, is, is what is the reason that the AR pistol exists? So because we enjoy trolling the ATF and dig and poking big holes in their stupid laws. Yeah. Uh, that that's, I mean, if on, on base, like there's that, I want the functionality of a short rifle without all the extra paperwork and bullshit and having to ask permission every time I go from one state to another. Um, okay. So is it, is it that draconian that the, the legal, uh, framework, uh, depending on your state versus, Oh, because I guess because it's classified as a handgun, huh? Right. Well, no, this is, this is a federal requirement. So it's, it's exceptionally dumb. There's one form you have to fill out and, uh, an extended background check, to either buy or build a short-barreled rifle. Um, and then there's another form that you have to submit to the ETF every time you cross a state line with, or maybe not cross a state line, but every time you leave your state with that rifle. That's super gay. Right. Whereas you could have, you could put a brace on it instead and functionally have an SBR or at least in spirit, but it's still a pistol. Um, yeah, it, it's it's exceptionally dumb. And does it? It shoots five five six though, right? Yep. Huh. 
So what? I guess that that sounds like it would be a great option for home defense. Yeah, it, it really is. I run. I, I've got one. Um, Why well, I, I I alternate that between a Gucci out Glock and a and a air pistol. But uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 nice. It's compact. It it weaves through the corners of my house very well. So you know, and I right. I have LARPed through my house in full kit with my. Home defense guns. Oh, for sure. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So why not? You know? <laughs> you were on quarantine. <laughs> right? What the fuck else uh, am I going to do? Got to, yeah. Got to train. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got the, uh, I, I've got the advantage. You can, you can probably see, see yeah. behind me. You can see my front door. And so <laughs> I got two beds in the back and, uh, and so I can just stand here with a shotgun and hit every, any, any place that anybody can enter. And I got bars on the windows. So, nice. uh, <laughs> It's, I mean, it's See, not a, a good neighborhood, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just tell you, the cops don't come here all that often, so <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. But uh, yeah, you gotta. When things go bump in the night, sometimes you you find yourself hold, you know, standing with the shotgun, <laughs> yeah, heart heart beating. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. So, but it, that is nice though. I, it's I, I live in like a little brick like pillbox with with bars and mesh up on the you know uh, up nice. on the windows and. And, uh, you know, and I've got like double, double locks. And it, this used to be, when I bought this, this used to be a, um, it used to be a section eight house. Uh, so they had all these like, you know, requirements for security, uh, which right. bars double, like the dead man lock or whatever that, that both on the inside, not the out. Um, and, uh, and so it's like from a physical security aspect, it's pretty fucking secure, uh, which is nice. Um, but yeah, the neighborhood's a little, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little sketchy. yeah, good. yeah, man, it is. I do. I like it here, but, uh, but yeah, it does make it important for, you know, it elevates the need for home defense. I think a lot of people live in places where, you know, you could probably just ignore that problem. Um, and maybe, maybe you're okay. Or, you know, I guess chances are you're going to be okay. Uh, but it's probably not a great idea here. So, um, yeah, so I don't know. I that, that's I, I I guess an AR pistol would be it would be an option too. I just feel like um you know down in Texas there's a lot of people with a lot of land. A lot, you know people go out shooting and it's like I don't want to take I don't feel like I want to take an AR pistol out. I'd rather take just an AR. Um, oh, yeah. But you know maybe maybe that's wrong. So like maybe go into that. Like, like if for, I mean if you if you, if you get into like effective ranges, um, you lose a little bit with AR pistol, but not a lot. Like for for a regular AR-15, I the I, I think the military doctrine is like 400 maximum okay. maximum effective range at, on a single target. Uh, on an area target, you can get out to like a thousand, but you're just raining on like a crowd at that point, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. But so for for a single target, 400. Um, for the AR pistol, you're probably looking at three. Okay. So that that's uh, two two three out of a ten and a half inch barrel, uh, which is the minimum length that recommended. Um, okay. it, it's, it, the Be- recoil becomes a little violent at 10, 10 and a half. So we generally say 11 and a half. It's a little bit softer, Okay, but and I, I would imagine that I would imagine that there's some, like at some point the, 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 the gas operation would become weird, uh, or difficult to, to design around if, if the barrel is, um, shortened beyond a certain length. Is that, is that an issue? Uh, not really. I mean, there are, there are four different gas system lengths for uh, your AR-15. So there's a pistol length, uh, carbine length, a midland length, and a rifle length. 
um, gas okay. system. So they, they've they've all sort of compensated for that. I know your most of your eleven five barrels, ten five barrels are going to be running a piston system anyway. Okay. Or a pistol length system anyway. Yeah. Um, so you know it, it is what it is. It still functions pretty well. Um, but again, I I, I know somebody did a one off like a four inch gas system. It's just it's just dumb. Don't do that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, uh, so if you if you were to if you were to come up with a um, kind of de- design out an AR-15, let's say for I don't know, let's just say for my dis- my situation where I have. I don't really have a whole lot of corners to duck around necessarily. Um, so I could, but you know, nonetheless, I am in a house. Uh, and, and so for home defense and every now and then going out on the ranch and just having fun. Um, I mean, I'd probably tell you to go for the, like, like an 11 five. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of 11 fives. Okay. So you would suggest pistol. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're with, with, so with the five, so the five five six in the very beginning was designed to come out of a twenty inch barrel. So okay. cutting that down to sixteen, you lose a significant portion of that twenty inch velocity. Okay, and all that translates into terminal ballistics and everything else. It's still effective, but it could be better. And if you're going to be you know that long of a barrel anyway, just stack on the extra four inches and go for the twenty, and you know full send. Um, sixteen will do. Um, I, I, I mean, I know most, most of your duty stuff is going to be 16 inches or, or thereabout. Um, that's kind of the length that I had settled on, but it was only because it see, I, I, maybe I just fell on the, the, what is it called? The fallacy of whatever, like it was a midpoint in between what right, I saw. And I was like, it, yeah. it, it really is the midpoint of. So the the it's all about what your what your argument is, what your purpose is. If you're going yeah. out for range and you want that maximum effective uh, effective round and effective uh, terminal ballistics, go for the twenty inch. Uh, if you want something a little more maneuverable, um, a little more, uh, uh, I, I guess, a little more punchy, a little more rounded for you know your general purpose, go ten go ten or eleven five. Um, 16, I think, in light of the, the, the pistol braces, 16 inches kind of lost relevance. Just because just it's a midpoint that doesn't do well on one end or the other. Okay, that's interesting. Right, it's like the, uh, it's like a worst of both worlds kind of situation? Kind of, yeah. I, I mean, the, so if, if you think about the, the 9 versus 45, uh, we're talking pistol ammo, 9mm versus 45. Mm-hmm. You know, 45 hits pretty hard. And it's a very slow round, so it's good for unarmored, just regular, you know, regular clothing type of dealing with. Nine millimeters a lot faster. It's a lot zippier. You can deal with some, some, some. There's some, you know, penetration of that. Some, some terminal penetration. You can punch through a couple, you know, layers of uh, a car door. You know what? You can get through more than you can with a 45. Mm-hmm. Um. But then they came up with 40, which is kind of in the middle and kind of does some things well, but doesn't do anything as good as either of the two. Gotcha. So you you can walk that middle line. You'll still have a serviceable weapon. You'll be fine. Or you can pick one of the other ones, go go one of the other directions, and, you know, you have a, a little more specific uh, platform for a specific purpose. Gotcha. Gotcha. So um, for, for general purpose stuff, for, you know, home defense, for just – Plinking on the range, 
or out on a ranch, um, 10-5 will do, 11-5 will do. You'll get just about the same amount of range, uh, pretty close to similar ballistics, and you'll look cooler, I guess. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. so what about when it comes to uh, down the road to swap out that, that 3D-printed receiver? How different are is the pistol receiver and the, and the full rifle receiver? Or are They're they exactly different? the same. Oh, okay. So yeah. what is what exactly is it? A, is it a different upper? Yeah, so essentially the legal definition, a rifle will have a 16-inch barrel or greater and a stock. Okay. A pistol will have a less than 16-inch barrel and not a stock. Okay. So that's when you get into, like, the SBA, the, the SB Tactical Braces. Um, there are a couple other companies that make some SB. SB Tactical is the most prominent. Um, and what is that? It, it's It's not a stock. Okay, so it is uh, a non-stock that you can brace uh, for firing? Right. It, it, it is designed as a tool to aid uh, disabled people in <laughs> hefting the AR-15 a uh, little more adequately. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so, but if my understanding so far is correct, it means that you could build out a, in other words, I can, I could still, I, I could, I could build out a lower receiver, um, and then I could purchase both one of these braces and a stock, and then I could have two different uppers, and I could, I, I with the same receiver set up, you know, including, um, whatever the, 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 the grip and, and the trigger assembly and so on and so forth, uh, I could just swap those out, right? Right. Okay. That's, so that's good. As, as long as the stock is never on the receiver when the pistol length, Pistol barreled upper right. is also on the sure, receiver. sure, yeah. Because then you've created no short barreled rifle and you've broken the law. Right, right. Which is, I mean, I, we probably should note it, it's a pretty big deal, right? Right. It's it's a felony. Yeah. Let's let's be clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Make sure always make sure uh, when you're, you're disassembling your rifle and reassembling it out outside next to the police station uh, to, to 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 first take that stock off. Right. Um, before you put the the pistol upper on, so okay, that's really valuable information. So what you're saying is, you could uh, you can have a standard lower uh, setup, um, two stock or one stock, I one mean, brace, and then alternatively, you could just leave the brace on it and put your 16 inch upper <laughs> on it, and it's still, I guess it's not really a, well, no, it, I think it would be still fine, be a right? pistol. Yeah, you'd be fine. It'd still be a pistol. It would still be a pistol at 16.5. I think so. Or 16? Huh. That's wild. Okay, so, but that, that's, that's cool though. So I guess this doesn't, um, this is all additive. In other words, like you can, you can, uh, you don't have to make this huge decision right away. Like, right. Just build the, build a lower receiver. Yep. Or lower receiver parts kit. Buy a, I guess you could buy a brace and yeah. not a stock. And that what, way you're what, good either way. Right. And what, then, what I, yeah, what I would tell people if you're, if you're flipping back and forth, or between multiple uppers, or you want to run pistol stuff and rifle stuff, and you want to build a 20-inch barrel 5.56, excuse me, just put a brace on it. Yeah. Save yourself the headache, the hassle, the dealing with people. Just put a brace on it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, Have you guys... uh, So I've been... And again, I know that we were saying this uh, 
on the last episode, but the 3D printing community has been uh, amazing. The the Keybase group is growing. Um, is there any is that and also some of the projects that are coming out of there are ridiculous in just the best ways. Like the different color scheme guns and stuff like that are are hilarious. Oh yeah. Did you see, um, did you see the magazines? Is, is, is there? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, some guy printed uh the the Glock magazines in a rainbow filament. Oh jeez. <laughs> there was a picture going around with all those. He had little rainbow dick raptors. Yeah. The customization available is crazy. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's just, you can just personalize everything uh, for, for yourself. Um, is there any, Oh, one, one thing that I, that I noticed that could be hugely um, advantageous is just is printing your own magazines. Yep. Is that, does that over the course of time, does that really save money? Um, I mean, it can. So the printable magazines are going to be less durable than a regular factory okay. magazine. But on the converse end of it, like if you break it, I mean, it's a buck. So okay, it's a it's a buck one. to like reprint one. Right. Um, springs are, are are a little more expensive. They're going to be a couple bucks. You can order them from China, though. So, yeah. you know, it is what it is, uh, but you'll be able to reuse those between magazines. Um, I don't know if it saves you money so much as... I mean, it, again, you said it. They're, they're, you know, individualizable. They're customizable for however right. you want them. And they're not, like, you can print them in a band state, and who knows? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. So, yeah. but you could, you could theoretically now I, I assume that the, the spring that you put in there is like, you couldn't put a, uh, the same spring from a 10 round magazine into a 30 and so, you know, and so on. So I'm sure there's some standardized springs and stuff like that, but you could print, um, bigger, like, I don't think in Texas we have a limit. No. Um, but you know, theoretically I could just go out and print like, I mean, theoretically I could go out and print whatever size magazine I wanted. So long as I found a spring that was, had both the length and proper, um, uh, yeah, and uh, on that note of spring, so I'm actually working on a machine. I should have it out later this year, I hope. Uh, it's a machine that will let you. You, you basically, I'll, I'll give you the give every. every I'll, I'll write the G code for this thing, but you basically plug in the. Uh, you put the the code on SD card just like you would your 3D printer, and you plug it into this machine. You hit start, and it will bend the spring to the spec. To, to whatever spec you need. So if you need to make, you know, an AR-15 uh, hammer spring, you can oh. make one. If you need to make a Glock magazine spring, you can make one. If you That's need to awesome. make an AR magazine spring, you can make one. All the FGC-9 springs that you have to buy, you can just make them. So um, I'm, I'm working on this machine. Hopefully it'll be out later this year. There's a lot to do and a lot of bugs to work out, and it's not actually running yet. But... It's there. It's it's deep in the skunk works, and we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. So it's, that's awesome. That's one, so one awesome. more thing you're gonna be able to make at home. Right, right, and that's like the goal is is just is is right. push every every manufactory like like yep. it, you know put put the put the power back into um individuals' hands to you know create create the way that and they want to live. Th- this is this has been like the our whole our whole group has been you know the death of gun control. And it's this, how how it is to be. The only way you can kill a regulation is by making it something you can do at home. Mm-hmm. Right. You now it remove everything, every part of it from that. I have to buy this from some company that specializes in making it, and they're the sole source of this material. Right. And 
they're easy to regulate or e- easy to regulate by government. Right, because they're centralized. The, all right. the all the government has to do is just put their thumb on them and and say, hey, you have to do it this way or that way, and it's you know it's it's game over. Whereas when you decentralize this and put the power back into individuals' hands, it becomes more and more difficult to pursue it. Now, could they say this is all illegal or whatever? And yeah, I mean, they could make life miserable for a couple of people, but they're never. I mean, I I can't imagine that they're going to be able to. Although I guess they could put pressure on 3D printing manufacturers. Um, and, and yeah, but they don't care. Right. Chinese don't give a shit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as much as we, we don't like the, the Chinese government in general, like, right. their, their, uh, their, their, I want to say their economic sort of, uh, outlook on everything is kind of really helpful. Um, do you mean, do you mean, be, what do you mean by that? So just their general, I don't really care about what your U.S. regulation says. I'm okay. going to continue to manufacture these right. airsoft fire control groups because, and that's airsoft in air quotes, because, you know, they don't care. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure I catch that. Uh, I, so there there was a, uh, it's the fire control group we use for the FGC-9. It's okay. basically an AR-15 fire control group. Okay. But, but it's, it's for, it, it, they say it's for an airsoft gun, so it's not a firearm part anymore. Right. But it, it it's 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 strange and it's weird and it's fun. And I yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I love watching people skirt uh skirt boundaries and 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 rules. It's because oh, yeah. it's, it's problem solving. It's it's right. just problem solving, and it's so fun to watch people do it in real time. It's it's great. So what for the FGC nine? Um, and anybody who's listening to this that missed the last one, you need to go check this thing out. It's, it's so rad. Uh, it's nine mil takes Glock mags. Um, and th- this is one of the guns that people have been printing in all different kind of goofy colors and stuff like that. It's hilarious. Um, uh, you, I assume you've built one, right? Uh, I've got one in progress. I keep fucking up okay. the bolt. So I, I'm not a good machinist. I will. Okay. I will yeah. <laughs> I, I can make stuff digitally and I'll, I'll, I'll it, it, just, wonderful stuff on a computer once we get into the real world and i have to work with my hands i suck <laughs> that's, funny. that's funny uh yeah yeah uh so with respect to the fcc9 what do you take me through what all you can do at home what all you need to order and and go into that a little bit okay so uh first off you need a printer uh you need a cheap Fifty hundred dollar uh, stick welder, an arc welder, and some files would be good. A hacksaw. Um, I think that's about it, tooling wise. Okay. Oh, a soldering uh, a soldering iron is. What is that cool. for? Uh it's so there's a a threaded insert for printable parts that, that you can get and you use the, the soldering iron, the, it, it, you use it to heat up the insert to sink it into the appropriate hole in gotcha. the print just gotcha. so you can thread a screw into it a lot easier. Okay, okay, fair. Um, um, yeah, so I think that's about it on tooling-wise. Tooling, and then and then, so what, uh, what all do you have to order in terms of, like, on the parts end of it? Oh, uh, you need a drill, too, and a couple of drill bits, but all okay. that's uh, so ordering wise, you need some 18 millimeter steel, uh, steel rods. You need, 
uh, I think it's another 18 millimeter. It's called an explosion, explosion proof pipe. Um, we'll, we'll get more into that in the minute. There's a, uh, uh, goddamn, um, bunch of miscellaneous screws and nuts, uh, those heat set inserts that I was talking about a minute ago. Uh, there's some shaft collars that you need to get, some 18 millimeter shaft collars and some 3 millimeter shaft collars. You need a 3 millimeter piece of, uh, uh, a rod and then you need some quarter inch or I think 7, 6 millimeter, 7 millimeter, um, steel rod also. So, And there's a, a couple different springs. You need like a, a, a spring out of a Bic pen, and uh, there are a couple other like 17 millimeter ones for the recoil system. So there, there's uh, I, I, I'm trying to list this all from memory. I encourage you guys to go and yeah, download yeah. the uh, the full uh, the full doc uh, on putting this thing together. It, it's it's really uh, really in depth and it reads like an IKEA catalog. So it should be pretty good. <laughs> Or like IKEA build instructions, so yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, so step one, ECM a barrel, um, and that that's a different, that's a separate doc. So you should. And what's and what do you mean by that? That's electrochemical machining. Um. So we we print some insulators that go around those quarter inch steel rods that I was talking about earlier, and you stick all of that down the the center of your explosion proof pipe. Right, that's literally the name. It's mm-hmm. explosion proof pipe. Yep. So that's a hint on what we're doing with this. Yes. Um, <clears throat> you bore it to the correct internal diameter. You bore the chamber in it, and then you bore the rifling. Um, and now you've in about two two and a half hours you've made at in your garage uh, with basically salt water and electricity uh, your rifle barrel. Um, the the shaft collars go around that. That gets put into the front end insert on the FGC nine, and then yeah, it's it's basically uh, assembly from there. How, how um, many how many different uh, parts do you need to print uh, for the FGC nine? Oh geez, one two three four five six seven eight. I think there's eight parts. And each and each part takes uh, approximately. Oh, it it varies pretty widely. Um, okay. There's there's one that takes like a day and a half. Yeah. Others that can be done in like an hour. Okay. Yeah. It is uh, for those that are kind of unfamiliar with the 3D printing process. It is it's a it's a longish process. I mean, you can. Um, but the the good news is the printer's doing the work. You just have to you have to set it up properly, monitor it from time to time, and this is the hop in wherever. Because I haven't 3D. Pr- I've just watched a shitload of videos and been kind of listening in, lurking in the in the chat rooms. But um, yeah, you God, you know what's monitor. That, what's that guy from the infomercial? You set it and forget it. Set it and forget it. Yeah, uh, I can't remember who it is, but yeah, uh, yeah. So um, more or less, other than just kind of the initial setup and then monitoring from time to time to make sure that it hasn't gone haywire, um, it's it's you know you 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 load a part in and then you let the machine go to town. So um, even if it takes a day and a half, you know it is what it is. Now I have heard that the machines are a little bit loud. Is that the case? Yeah, they can be a little bit loud, especially when you're running just straight out of the whatever straight straight from whatever came out of the box. Um, the the board that they include in it doesn't have 
the best stepper driver for to, to drive the motors on the printer. Mm-hmm. So they just there there's a lot of extra noise there. Um in the upgrades portion of the, the getting started guide we do have an option for a control board upgrade that has much better drivers. It's a lot quieter after that. Okay, okay. Interesting. So, food for thought. Yeah. Um, I, I've done it to all of my printers. It's fantastic. They sit three feet away from me now, and I've got two of them running, and I don't know that you can hear them. No, no, I can't. That's incredible. Yeah. So, um, All my printers. How many do you have? Uh, I, well, I've got six of them. I've got Jeez. three of them set up behind me. I've got two more across the room. And one of them's broken. So, are they are they going pretty much like all the time, or what, what's your usual regime? Uh, it, it varies. I try and not have them go when I'm like recording stuff. Yeah, not, yeah. But sometimes it's unavoidable. I'm like twelve hours into it, and I'm like, Ugh. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, well, I, I I think maybe uh, we should we should wrap this thing up right about now. Um, sure. Uh, just for keep it you know, nearish an hour. Um, but I, I'd like to circle back and just say that, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do a a few more of these little solo shows. Um, and I want to give all of the 3d printing community, you know, full access basically like to, you know, if there is, if there is anything that, that needs to be said or, um, just like, you know, hype episodes uh, of, of mile milestones achieved and just letting people know and, uh, you know, anything, um, this is this, like, I'm just, I love it. I love the community. Um, and I, I can't wait to officially join it. So, um, if you do have any kind of closing thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I will say, um, there is a project deep in the skunk works that I'm really excited about. That's our, our, but what about ammo project? Oh, okay. Um, okay. So th- this is the common thing. We'll, we'll release a gun and someone will be in the comments. Be like, hey, but what about, what about the barrel? You can't put the barrel. What about and we we figured out how to make the barrel. Well, what about ammo? Right. Like, okay, motherfucker. We can't solve all the problems at once. Right. Just shut up. Be patient. It's a process. I, I know Ivan's working on some ammo stuff, and that's that's really exciting. And it's still it's still deep in the works, so don't expect to hear too much about it right now. But as soon as we start getting some sort of uh, you know, shareable results, I'm gonna hook him up with you and and oh yeah, try and get him on to talk. Oh about yeah, that. yeah, I love that. Yeah, that'd be incredible. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if he's down to come on, I'm absolutely down to have him on. I've, I've, you know, I've followed him for a while, and he, what he's doing is just—I mean, like all y'all, it's just incredible. It's, it's uh, the amount of growth in that community in the last, you know, well, I mean, broadly speaking, since the Liberator and stuff like that, uh, right. and then, and then just recently in the last year or two, it's just so crazy. And, uh, and, and I'm, I mean, I'm here for it. Like, I love it. I love watching that. And, uh, and I think that, that there's, there's a couple of communities that when they, when they collide, something great happens. And, right. and that, that, you know, that was that like free open source, you know, the FOSS community, the, uh, gun, the second amendment community or gun community. Um, and, uh, you know, and the, and the kind of like, I guess, I guess 3D printing can be, I mean, I don't know. And, and you know, all of those things coming together just created something really, really cool. So I, I, I love seeing that the convergence of ideas and, you know, some, making something greater than the, the, the sum of the parts being greater than, than, or the whole being greater than the sum of the parts. Um, it's, it's, it, I want to say it's been an explosive year. Uh, this last year, we've, we've done a lot and the next year is going to be, I, I can't even. Oh, like, yeah. 
just we're we're gonna be all over the board. It's gonna go absolutely insane, dude. I can't I, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't fucking wait. <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, thanks a bunch for for coming on. And I and um, I've got uh, tools uh, for this AR15 to order, and I've got a lower receiver and uh, and a lower receiver parts kit to order. So um, hopefully. Um, the next time either with you or CBRN or someone else from, from that community or, or all of us, um, you know, maybe we can, we can cover, uh, hopefully in the next two weeks, I'll have, uh, g- climbed a bit of the learning curve of, of, uh, <laughs> of assembling an AR-15. So <laughs> maybe we can, uh, we, we can reconvene and, uh, and discuss and, and alleviate some, uh, fears from people who are uh, a little bit intimidated from doing it or just get people interested. So, um, thanks again and, and plug anything you got. Uh, yeah, I'm at Control Q everywhere. Um, I run ControlP.com, and if you want to get started in printing guns and just gun stuff or printing stuff, uh, go to theguide.controlp.com. It'll take you for your first ten steps into printing and get you up and running. Uh, and then it's happy explore, exploration from there. Have fun with it. And just to clarify for everyone, it's CTRL plus pl- the sign plus PEW. Um, that's where you're you're found. Uh, I think that's like your Twitter handle and all that. So um, uh, it's control pew, but it's, it's, you know, shortened or whatever. Um, all right, man. Well, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm, I, hopefully this will become a more regular thing. I appreciate you coming on so much. It's uh, it's, it's just like, I'm, I'm so hyped about this community and I, I want to do everything I can to, to grow it, including joining it myself, but also trying to get other people that are, that are, might be listening to the show to join it as well. So um, I guess uh, until next time. Yeah.